Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show with four guys from around the country talking a lot of sports, a little bit of real estate, another employment. And we just have a few beers on a Sunday night and let you guys listen to it on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday on, the, on your podcast uh, feeder. Hey, this is Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio with my regular buddies, Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and Shea Brewer back home in Portland, Oregon. What's up, boys? Let's start around the horn. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinal fan, Bill Risser. Arizona Cardinals, I'm wearing Buccaneers gear tonight, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so, love your local team, right? Buccaneers I love, almost dropped a 50-burger. Love your – yeah, they missed a field goal. Otherwise, they did. Can't, they look yeah. good. I support where I live. I've talked about that many, many, many times. No one else does here. I'm the only guy, whatever. And so, I, uh, yeah, it was a great day today. It was a lot of fun. Todd, what's up with you, man? What's going on in Georgia? Uh, Falcons played Thursday, and uh, gosh <laughs> – not the way you want to start the season. Um, not looking, not looking great. Uh, offensive coordinators under a lot of fire. But anyway, good sports weekend. Um, and I am drinking a little small beer from Milwaukee called Miller Light tonight. Wow, very nice. So, there you go. So I understand Sarkeesian is uh, he's kind of a Nike shoe right now, under fire. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> Whatever. And Shea Brewer back home in uh, in Portland. What's going on, bud? So it was good to be back on the West Coast. There's no humidity, and uh, I needed a hoodie this morning <laughs> when I went for my uh, when I went to work out. So that's always a good thing. I'm drinking 805 Brewery here, little Central Coast in California. Um, yeah, watching football, football, football. Saturday and Sunday, nothing but football. Um, never better. Awesome. Well, guys, it's been a rainy weekend for us here. It started raining on uh, Friday afternoon. It rained out all of golf on, I mean, course closed down by six o'clock in the morning on, on Saturday, closed again today. Uh, it's still raining out right now. Um, had branches fall, had have the humidifier in the basement where we're getting water in. Uh, so it's been a long, long weekend, but got a, a good weekend to be logged, logged, logged in uh, with a lot of action between golf, uh, baseball, hockey, or tennis and uh, soccer and I'm drinking a Founders IPA, Founders All Day IPA. So, guys, let, let's start in the country club uh, atmosphere. Let's uh, let's actually start with tennis this week. And it, it, it's uh, we, we just finished up our final Grand Slam of the year, so it'll be probably one of the last times we talk about tennis until <laughs> until Australia next year. But uh, U.S. Open finishes up. Uh, let's start with the men because we'll probably spend a little bit more time on the women's <coughs> finals controversy. Um, but kind of a surprising. A surprising final four because Federer got knocked out um, the day before, and then Nadal uh, drops out. Bill on a on what do you call it? A retirement? A, yeah, retired, retired with an injury. Yeah, yeah. So. And he, he had a, a leg injury that he just couldn't go on. So Del Potro uh, takes one of the slots, and then Djokovic uh, beats the guy that beat uh, Federer. Millman, yeah, Millman from Australia. So didn't didn't watch anything with the men, men, Bill. But I'm guessing you probably tuned in a little bit. Tell us what you saw yeah. on the men's side. 
So just talk about the men's championship match, uh, you know, Djokovic and, and Juan Martin Del Potro uh, from Argentina. Um, you know, <laughs> Del Potro's got one of the biggest serves in the game, but Djokovic is one of the best returners of serves in the game. So, so, so that led to uh, kind of a predictable result. That would be Djokovic in straight sets. <laughs> and Del Potro, uh, who did win the U.S. Open about six years ago, had a, a nice run. Uh, he had, he's had some major surgery on his wrist and his arm. He was out for two years. Uh, so to come back and get to this level, he, I'm sure he was crushed. He didn't win, but uh, yeah, it was uh, Djokovic is now he got 14 majors. He's tied with Pete Sampras. That means three guys have passed Pete Sampras since he set that record. Right. And, and Joker's three behind the doll and six behind Federer and younger than both of them. So we'll see what happens. He's a big dude. I mean, he's, he's a, he's the biggest of the three guys, right. Of the, of the ones you're talking mm-hmm. about or is Federer bigger. What do you mean? Tall? Just yeah. he, Joker just seems like a big Big, tall, thick. He's a real. Yeah, he's like skinny. But, um, yeah. but I think, you, you, uh, I, I would say of those three, Nadal's probably the biggest of the three. Um, yeah. But you don't have to be big in tennis to be really good. I mean, look at what Agassi did. You know, you know Jimmy Connors wasn't big. Even McEnroe's not that big. So, um, yeah. But uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was expected once you got down to uh, Joker and Del Potro. Yeah, so, so did you see uh, Dominic Team? what his, his – um, interview after he beat Federer, uh, what his comment was. Um, no. I'll, cut, I'll cut to the chase. He, uh, he said um, things were going to be back to normal tomorrow. He had to get up at 7 for fantasy football oh, draft. Right. Yeah, that's right. And he finished at 2 in the morning, and he had to get yeah. a 7 a.m. draft because it was probably who knows where it was. Immediately like that guy right after you yeah, saw that's that. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. And I think, yeah. Yep. And on, uh, the, on the women's side, on the equal pay women's side, we had a chance for an All-American finals with Madison Keys playing against uh, against Serena. Yes. Serena took care of her side, but Madison Keys got beat out by young Naomi Osaka. Mm-hmm. Um, so went in the first J- Japanese woman to make a finals. Um, no Japanese player has ever won a Grand Slam event in all of tennis. Um, so let's just fast forward right to the right to the finals. Um, Serena going for her, I believe it was her twenty fourth. Yep. Grand Slam trying, event. trying to tie Margaret Court uh, for all time. Yep. Kind of, uh, without a doubt, was the fan favorite. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it was anything against Naomi Osaka. Uh, it was just a, uh, you know, kind of a one for the ages. Um, the, the, the stars were out. You know, um, Venus was there to watch her sister. Um, Bill, why don't you maybe uh, take it from there? And then, well, I mean, look, it's it's also the U.S. It's also the U.S. Open, so it, it's a huge, huge support for the for the Williams sisters. Period. I, I, I'll start this off by saying this, that uh, Naomi Osaka is really an amazing player. She idolized Serena growing up. She plays very aggressively. She uh, was on fire against Madison Keys, and she brought that same intensity to the match with Serena. So it looked, um, it looked like Naomi was going to win that match um, from really early on after <clears throat> four or five games in the first set. She was really playing well, and Serena – Serena does what Serena does. She starts slow almost every single time and then figures out what's kind of going on and what's going to work and what doesn't work and then makes the adjustment. A couple of games into the second set, you know, all hell broke loose with, uh, in my opinion, you know, a referee, an umpire, I'm sorry, in tennis it's an umpire, an umpire who just had to insert himself into a, a championship match instead of doing what every good official does in any sport, which is be invisible. And uh, so... Uh, Carlos, we'll just call him Carlos. I don't remember his last name. Carlos decided to uh, 
throw a, a code violation to Serena for coaching from the coaching box, which upset her to no end. Um, she's never, she claims she's never been any coaching from her box. She never has a coach come on the court at the events where that's allowed. She lost it over that little thing and it, it kind of set her off. Um, that I, at that point, she continued to kind of stay behind Osaka. She got broken twice in the second set. She did break Osaka back once to get it back close, but then had a bad game, broke a racket, and then here comes code violation number two, which results in the loss of a point. She didn't hear him say that until uh, the, the, she noticed up on the scoreboard that it was 15-level Osaka. She was getting ready to serve. Once again, lost it. And then the final, the straw that booked the camel's back, of course, was when she called the official a thief. She kept kind of having words with him. She said, you owe me an apology. <clears throat> you, you're, you stole a game from me. You're a, you're a thief. And he then slapped the third code violation, which, of course, if you follow tennis, that means you get a one-game penalty. And now instead of Osaka serving at 4-3 with a chance for Serena to break and get it even, uh, it went to 5-3. Uh, and I'm sorry, uh, with a five, it was 5-3 now with uh, Venus serving. She got it to 5-4, couldn't break. Uh, Osaka won the final set 6-4. So the, so the bottom line is this, uh, you know, Serena lost it. She was completely inappropriate in how she lost it. But uh, at the same time, I think it all started with one, one little, um, one, one butterfly effect, which was the, the umpire calling a coaching violation on the greatest female tennis player of all time in a completely unnecessary situation. Um, I, I saw, I saw Osaka's coach talking to her. I saw Osaka's coach making gestures and every announcer and in every, I watched every post game interview with every announcer who was at the open say the same thing. Every coach coaches every match from the, from the seats. They all do it. So why call it? Every offensive lineman holds on every play. So you pick some to call, but you don't do it. It just seems so inappropriate. So that's it. I, you know, she, she took, she owned up to her, uh, her behavior to be quite honest. And she did a great job. She tried really hard to give, give Osaka her moment, but it was much too late because the crowd was so into her. Uh, so it really is a frustrating, sad, horrible situation that could have been invented by, by a, just one swallow of the whistle, if you will. Mm-hmm. Todd, what was your, what was your, int- you weren't watching it live. Um, you were on <laughs> college football, but what was your, uh, I know you've watched some of the highlights now. You, you didn't see it all you know, from, from start to finish, but what was your take? Cause you do play tennis. So what, you know, and you've dealt with umpires. What was your, your thoughts? Um, no, actually I did watch it this morning and I saw it in its entirety. Okay. Um, and it was, <clears throat> it was just sad, uh, sad in so many ways. Um, you know, that this is rarely, if ever called, I, you know, that's fine. Um, I kind of see where Bill's coming from, but I think, you said it could have been all avoided if the, you know, swallow the whistle. I think Serena could have avoided this all. Um, I think she knew she was in trouble. And I think athletes like to have us against the world, me against the world, things happen to them. Um, but first of all, so they clearly showed him and he had his hands like this and he was telling her to go move forward, right? Go to the net again, Bill, I'm not going to argue that it's, it's, it shouldn't be called cause it's never called, but, he gave a warning, right? And she flipped out. And for one thing, she lied. She said, he gave me a thumbs up. He's not coaching. I never get coached. This, that, and the other. And they ask him after the game, and he goes, oh, yeah, I coach all the time. I send her signals all the time. So it was very irritating that her whole, uh, her whole argument was it's a lie. And 
I was just really disappointed that she brought out the daughter card, the mother card, um, the female, uh, you card. know, the female card, um, just every card she could. And I think she just had a downward spiral. The history of her open is pretty well documented. She feels um, a little slighted, but the, the, the sad part of it is, is Osaka just totally got lost in all this. Yeah. And, um, that, that's the really shame of it. She was crying on the podium getting her trophy because this is not, this is not what their dream was yeah. of her winning her championship versus her, her, le- her hero. Right. Right. And you can't go back and change that. You can't redo it. Right. You you know, and, and to her credit, Serena tried to change the narrative when Tom Rinaldi asked her a question and she said, I'm not going to answer that question. And no more booing, you know, right? And, and no more booing, but it that was, was good. Kind of, yep. Yeah, it was, but it was kind of, um, so that too almost, little, too late. almost there was more cheers for Serena stopping the booing than there was for Osaka getting the trophy. And it was Shay, Did you happen to see any of it as a, as a, you know, other side of the country or it was early in the day for you? I didn't see much of it. I saw uh, just sports center highlights this morning. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't follow tennis much. I don't follow tennis much, but I feel like the last two weeks on this, on this podcast, we've talked a lot about Serena and is there an underlying attack on Serena? It just seems like it's a lot of attention, negative attention surrounding her the last two weeks. I, I don't, I don't know if it's negative Shay. I think it's, uh, you know, once again, when you're the greatest of all time, uh, there, there's always a, uh, there's always someone who doesn't want to see you succeed, you know, kind of the tear down kind of a thing. But um, no, I think she's, I think she's really mellowed out in, in her uh, mid thirties, I think compared to what she, how she was in her mid twenties. Uh, so, cause she was a little abrasive. I mean, but she was, she, look, I, I, she, she gave the best answer in the post game comments. They, they actually interviewed her and she said, look, they asked, did, 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 is this why you lost the match? And she said, Oh, that's a tough question. She said, because, she was playing really, really well. And, and I was struggling and I, uh, until, uh, now have I come back from those things before? Have I put my game at another level and, and ended up, you know, pulling out the match? Yes, she has quite a few times. That's why she's the greatest of all time. But she said, I don't know if I would have been able to do that. She was very open and honest about yeah. that. And that is not a Serena answer. So I felt better you know, about her, her actions. And Todd, you know, the one thing about the, and, and Sean too, the mail card thing, there, there is something to be said for the fact that, you know, male players go all F-bomb and all over those guys. They never say a word. They, they never get a, a verbal abuse, right? They might get fined afterwards. Fine. Fine them. But they don't get a code violation for it. So that, that was her complaint. Walk me through when, um, when she really started losing her shit and uh, she called for the two people to come out of the background. Yeah. A yeah, lady that's and the, a man. Yeah. Are they like the king of the U.S. Yeah. Open? Or like, yeah. Who are they? He, he's the referee, actually. His title, I think, is referee. He's he's run it for 39 years. It's his final year. Way to go out, dude, right? Mm. And so they they brought him out, and she, she explained her situation, and they're, like, saying he's the umpire, and what he said is okay. And, yeah, she you, they just kind of let her say her piece to them, but that changed nothing. Yeah, it's clearly one of those things where they, can't, they, can't, they couldn't change anything. Obviously, they can't change the call. Right? No, and really, her thought was she really talked to him about that coaching thing over and over she went back to the bench and you could see they showed another conversation and she said look I, I understand why you would think that but I want you to make sure you understand I don't cheat blah 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 and she was and he, and he kept saying yes I understand I understand and her claim is she thought okay at that point the violation was gone that okay we cleared that up and that didn't happen in her mind because she's never had that I think ever called on her she thought it was clear 
and it was gone. So when she broke her racket, which she knows is a code violation, she's done it before. And she's get out that energy. So she figured she had she one, thought that, one. She one thought that she thought was their first one, and she thought she was good to go. And when she found out that she didn't have this, you know, agreement to wipe out the first one, that's what really set her off. Is a point as big as a one stroke in golf? Oh no, no, I, I, no not at all. It's a point. That a point is 15, 15 love, right? A point is right. Is, is one point it, of a game, right? Yeah, it, it, I mean, four points in, in a game. Is that right, Todd? No, yeah, I, I'd say a point is more of um, you have a hundred foot wedge versus you're hitting one fifty out of the bunker. I mean, okay. you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, it's you can I, still come back to the game. What's disappointing is, is Serena. How many more chances is she going to have? I mean, champions live in the moment, and she got totally lost in this thing, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it was just. She couldn't let it go. And it was just, it was, you know, I'm sure it was not her one of her finest moments. Um, but I think the really thing that bothers me is it, it ruined a 20 year old. <laughs> her first major was just, you know, it's almost like she's looking for a first major still, right? Um, hey, the check's good, 3.8 million. Um, that trophy will get shinier every day, but she doesn't have that, that, that memory that she probably thought she'd have. So oh, it's, she has a, she has a first major like no other first major you'll ever see ever again <laughs> she's got God, if i got three million dollars for for a competition i'd probably cry on the stand too <laughs> hey yep she 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 earned more than her entire yeah. career earnings in that one event yeah <laughs> so. oh yeah yeah i'm not feeling that bad for her i mean come on <laughs> yeah um, well so you know breaking it down um i guess and, tennis is gonna have to you know this this brings to the table Tennis, much like golf, much like baseball, football. Um, you know, today we had one uh, helmet contact with a quarterback that resulted in an ejection. Bengals hitting uh, Aaron, uh, Andrew Luck. Um, my, I guess I'm trying to make a point of this is going to bring to it's going to bubble to the surface the coaching rule and should it be a rule or not? Yeah, they can coach golf, in most most events, just not the majors, right, Bill? Yeah, coaching's in most events, just not the Grand Slam. Correct. So they're yes. going to change that rule. Uh, so that absolutely post, will be changed. In they the should. post-match interview, the coach said, oh, I do it all the time. It's, mm-hmm. I, I won't. He goes, it would be hypocritical for me to say I don't. I do it every time. Every and coach so, does it every so, match. Yeah, right. and so he said they need to change that rule. It's dumb. Right. They, shouldn't, right. you know, they should change that rule. And they he, should change the, the, the getting mad and throwing down your tennis racket right. rule. You know? Yeah, you're look. You're just you're you're you you have emotions, and it's a very emotional sport, and you have to get. But until emotional. further, until it's been changed, I get it. If the referee to call it, it's hard to say. We hey, let me ask you a question: If it would have been Osaka versus whoever met whoever Serena beat in the finals, and they would have called it, people would have been like, "Yeah, okay, it's a rule." No, because I really don't Serena. think. I don't think so. I don't think it was just because it was Serena. That, that I've never. I got to tell you, Sean, I've never seen that happen. I've watched a lot of major. Well, yeah, I mean, Fowler, those guys were stunned. I mean, the guys never the guys seen it. Never seen it. Yeah. So it. I get. We talk about foot faults and some other things. Well, those are you can see that. I mean, it's just that's a, there's a there's an official. That's their job yeah. is to do nothing but watch their feet, whatever. And you can argue about it all day long, but but that, I've never seen that in a championship match. Now, Cindy claims she has seen it throughout the tournament. She's seen it every now and then, but uh, we've never we can't remember a finals where that was brought up. It just seems so odd and out of place. But uh, anyways. Hey, hey, Sean, and when I was watching, I thought of two golf analogies um, oh, yeah. where, where, t- where tennis is, is a little um, crueler than golf, right? So golf, when Tiger bomb, drains a putt, the crowd cheers, right? When, when Spieth misses a five-footer, they, oh, they groan. 
but you, I was watching Osaka would hit a ball in the net and everyone's cheering for Serena. And, and it's just, it's kind of cruel tennis in a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas golf, I think people are a little more understanding, but it, and I'll say that also, except in the Ryder Cup. That's different. That's a different. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Lexi Thompson in a major but, had a, a, a spotting of her ball mark and was cost four strokes. Yep. And, and lost. And, and lost, and she handled like a champ, and that's what was refreshing about Serena. I think a lot of this was self-generated. And instead of saying, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, it shouldn't have been called, I don't cheat, I'm moving on. I got to, you know, she just had to. No, but she, she did. See, that's the weird thing. She did she move did. on from it. After she had her conversation, she moved on. She broke her racket. Then, she, kept, she broke her racket. Had nothing to, breaking her racket had nothing to do with the, with the, with the uh, cheating call. Then, she, then she was getting her ass kicked then she really, really needs to, to come down to earth. When you get assigned a, a, a violation and then you think you talked your way out of the speeding ticket right. and then she thought she was clean. I don't know what to tell you. That. I, don't, yeah. I don't buy it. I, I mean, I don't know. I just think a lot of it was convenient. And yeah. my, daughter's, my daughter's watching this. I'm a woman. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white male, right? So I have no idea what it's like to be a woman, a minority. I'm sure there's some history to it. Um, but... I, I couldn't stop thinking about my kids when I got in trouble. All of a sudden, all excuses become convenient, right? Yeah. And I just felt like with her, it was a little convenient. That said, I know she has she's hit history. So did you I, watch? I was, did you watch the Billie Jean King movie? That uh, um, oh, who was? What's her name? She's from uh, Superbad. And yeah, I know you're talking. She's about out of Sam Shadow Scott. Did you ever see that movie? Did you see that movie? Uh, the, the what the W? How the WTA was even formed? No, yeah. I haven't. I know the Bobby Riggs story, but I didn't see the movie. Yeah, so it's more about the WTA, not Bobby Riggs so much. It's uh, the, the fact that, you know, um, you know, women athletes over time have just been treated second class. And so, you know, the, the U.S. Open, to give them credit, was the very first major to pay women the exact same amount men paid were made. There's probably a lot of people saying not WTA, but WTF. They're to spend a lot of time on. Sorry. Tennis. Thanks for letting <laughs> me do that. <laughs> uh, let's just quickly touch on golf. We're not not going to spend a lot of time on it, but uh, we're in a weird spot because – we are, they're going to try and get the fourth round of the BMW championship, which is a critical tournament because it's going to determine yes. 45 guys not playing again this year and 30 guys moving on to, to the tour championship in two weeks. Um, right now, Justin Rose is, is uh, one stroke up over Xander Shoffley and Roy McElroy. Uh, Ricky Fowler, Tommy Fleetwood, two, two strokes back and Keegan Bradley, three strokes back. And then they have kind of a, it's those six guys um, they're going to try and tee off tomorrow in threesomes off both tees on a very, very wet course, which based on what we're getting here in, in Columbus, it's going to rain all night long uh, outside of Philadelphia. Mm. Uh, and it could rain until they, they may have to play in the rain tomorrow. Um, and here's, here's what the PGA uh, kind of rule is. If half the field finishes, then the rest of the field could finish on Tuesday. But if half the field doesn't finish, they cannot start the fourth round on Tuesday, so it would be a 54-hole tournament, which means Justin Rose not only wins the tournament, becomes number one in the world, and moves up to number one in the FedEx Cup. Which one or two? He, I thought Bryson DeChambeau was guaranteed number one no matter what. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think he's number two, yeah. Okay, world, but World Golf. Yeah, right. World Golf number one, he but FedEx, number FedEx one. standings number two. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it was fun watching yesterday morning because with the soft conditions after the – first night rain those guys were just throwing darts at the holes and it was it was kind of fun to watch because it kind of was a birdie fest but you know tiger couldn't get any birdies to drop after the first two holes um rory kind of came into and and ricky played well just gonna be interesting to watch a little monday golf uh, 
can probably pick it up on our things. Did you guys watch any of it? Did you see anything, uh, Bill or Todd or Shay? I didn't see. I didn't get a chance this weekend. I, you guys are making me watch too much college football. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's uh, let's skip right over baseball because nothing's really changed. The only the only change since last week is the Dodgers and the Rockies have flipped spots. But other than that, uh, we'll, we'll get into baseball more in the next couple of weeks uh, as as the pennant races really heat up. Let's talk college football. Let's just start right with the 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 big news in college football. Um, the big news is Alabama, Georgia. Clemson and Ohio State are really, really good. I'll throw Oklahoma into that little mix. Um, and you can probably throw in uh, Auburn into that mix. The, the top six are really, really strong. Um, Georgia just dominated uh, South Carolina from the get-go. It was a, one of those uh, starts that you just don't want. You got the home team, home crowd. You got the ball first. They came out throwing. They came up, hurry up offense, tipped ball, pick six. And then Georgia goes right down to the next possession and uh, and and scores again, fourteen nothing, three minutes into the game. Um, not what South Carolina wanted. Okay, so Georgia wins in convincing fashion. The night game in the swamp. Our Florida Gators going for their thirty second win in a row over the Kentucky Wildcats, the longest active winning streak of consecutive uh, series. And uh, Todd, I'll just say. Florida got beat in every – there's no way we can sugarcoat it. There's no way we can make excuses. Florida got beat in on offense. Their defense gave up eight yards a play. Not eight yards a carry, not eight yards a pass. Eight oh. yards a play. Last year in the NCAA, Eastern Carolina was the worst defense, gave up seven and a half yards per play. Mm. Um, Kentucky rammed the ball down our throats. They controlled the, the lines of scrimmage. They, they beat us on special teams. Um, the, the, we were out coached. Um, I, I won't say I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that we lost and I, you'll see in my blog post tomorrow. It's kind of a sad thing that the, the, this streak has come to an end. Think about this for a second, guys. My wife, who's a Kentucky graduate, went to school at Kentucky starting in 1987. She's never seen Kentucky beat Florida since she's wow. been a Kentucky wildcat. She's never seen Kentucky win since we've been husband and wife. My kids have never seen Kentucky win. You know, I said, I said to you guys on text, there's people, every single player in that game had never seen a Kentucky team beat Florida. Many of the coaching staff, some of the, obviously probably, I'm going to guess more than 80% of the, of the stadium. Um, mm. I'll stop talking. Todd, what were your thoughts? And I'd love to, I'd love to hear Bill and, and Shay just, just on, the, on the ending of a, of a streak like that. Um, cut me off at two minutes, Sean. This is saving me a hundred dollars of therapy. Um, so this is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. we got beat by a better team and that's, that, that rarely happens when you flip it, Kentucky basketball versus Florida basketball, right? So they dominate that, but Florida got beat by a better team. Um, what was very telling was they had coach Spurrier in the booth. You know, they do those little segments for, you know, two, three minutes. And he said, um, coach said, he's like, uh, they said, coach, you know, how's this team looking? He goes, well, Dan's got to get out there. We need to, we need to get good players. Right. And then you quickly backtracked and he said, not that we don't have good players now. And, and that was just coach being coach and coach being, but as the game went on, you realized the, the, the cupboard's empty. So this is going to be a rebuilding process. We're just not very good. Kentucky's a better team. One thing, Sean, that absolutely drove me crazy and I will, I will, first of all, make it clear that Kentucky won the game. This play did not affect anything. It may have affected uh, – no, it didn't affect anything. Kentucky would have won. But 
how do you call a field goal wide when it's clearly <laughs> through the uprights? Have you guys seen the video of that, Bill or, or, or Shay? I have not. Um, I think I, I think I retweeted something, but literally they, they called it. So what's frustrating about that is they will stop a play. They stopped a play, a third down and goal they, that Florida scored on and said, we're reviewing the second down play for a, a spot, whether it's on the three or two, right? So they'll stop a play to look at a yard difference in, in, in a ball spotting, but apparently you can't review whether a ball goes to the uprights. Please look at that video. That's terrible. That said, uh, we got people out of our team, and that's just that's all you can say about it. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Todd? Did it go over yeah. the uprights? Is that the issue? Nope. nope. It didn't go above it higher. No. It, yes. Well, it, it was it was technically higher than the than the plane the top of the post. But here's the thing, Bill. That's okay. It goes in the, the post extending. You know, like the goal Correct. line. Correct. But, but right. if it's above the post, yeah, that's it's. it's my thought is always this: Why not extend those posts another ten feet? What is that going to freaking hurt? If if, right. they, if kickers can kick it that high. Just make them taller. Yeah, listen, or, or, or put beams up and put something in the ball that just beeps right. or something. Listen, yeah, yeah. here's here's the here's the you'll you'll watch the play and and oh, yeah, Todd, I, I'm um once again you're right it 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 would have changed the it could have perhaps changed it. we we would have been down eight points at the time we would still would have been down at a score and a, and a two point conversion but we're kicking from the right hash the ball goes the ball starts wide Bill no doubt yeah. the ball starts wide and then it it hooks over before the before the goalpost and goes through and i think what happened is the referee looked said nope it's going wide and then went like this before the ball was even through the the post gotcha and if you you can see it there going over the inside see there it goes inside the post yeah but that's those camera angles are really really difficult to tell because you can't tell forward and backward but sure sure but, yeah i get it i get it and they're it supposed to that's what they're there it's for it's one of those you know no no um but look i, I i'm i'm big on I will never try and blame a ref because I will never. Stuff happens. Bad calls yeah, happen. I will never praise a ref for winning. I, I'll never say like, oh, we won that game because of the refs. Um, no fan will ever say we won the game because of the refs. They'll say we lost because of the refs, and I don't like that. But right. to Todd's point and to Bill's point, and, and Shay, I'm sure you saw it in any games you watched, the, the stopping of play, the inability on plays that you know were out of bounds or a drop, and they can't buzz down fast enough. If, if there's even a concern, then buzz down and say, we're going to review it. Um, but I, I hate this. If you can get to the line quick enough and, and spike it or run a play or, you know, in the Florida State game last week, um, you know, they, they lost the game perhaps because they scored a touchdown when the guy rolled over on top of the other player. Then they got a false start, which then the, the, the replay official said, because it was a false start, that play never happened. So they still could have buzzed down. And they still didn't buzz down. Now, these are the guys in the booth that are doing the buzzing down that are supposed to know everything about the rules. Right. Yet they don't stop the play. I don't know, Shay, what's your thoughts on the, on the, the stopping of play is such a buzzkill. It's a, it's a virtual timeout for, for the team. It is a timeout, and it's a buzzkill. But it's, it's a catch-22 because you want to get the call right. But at the same time, you don't want to disrupt the flow of the game. You don't want to continuously stop the game. You talk about like how long the game takes. And it seems like football games are taking longer than ever now because of the replay, because of because every play has to be reviewed. Every scoring play has to be reviewed. And me personally, whatever the official call, just 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 let it on the field, just let it be the call. Whether right or wrong, 
you know, 20 years ago, we weren't complaining about this, right? Will, the, will, it, will we ever be happy with the end result? Just we pay the officials, the officials are there for a reason, whatever they call, just let the call stand, whether right or wrong. Yeah, Todd, Todd's on that plane. I'd, I'd be all about, I'd be all on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so Gators lose, uh, you know, they, they got a Colorado State team in, in the swamp <laughs> next week that, that dropped 24 straight on Arkansas. Makes me nervous. To, to beat Arkansas after Arkansas was up big. Um, and I'll tell you what, um, then they got to go to Rocky Top, play a, a hungry mm-hmm. Tennessee team that, that just saw Kentucky stop a streak. Um, Florida. I don't think it'll happen, but Florida has a chance to not win an SEC game. Uh, we play, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't get alarmed yet. Florida's Florida's okay. You guys are gonna gonna be just fine. I know there's not a lot of fans of Felipe Franks, but Mullins will get the he'll get the guys together, and you'll be just fine. Colorado State. I mean, they got thrashed by Hawaii and Colorado, and then you know Tennessee's rebuilding. You guys will have plenty of time to write the ship before you get into the heart of SEC play. Or it'll be just fine. Yeah, let me just remind you, we have to play Georgia. We have to play LSU. <laughs> we, right? we have to play at Mississippi State, who's looking pretty darn good, is putting on a show. Uh, we have to play them in Mississippi State with a little extra hostility in their tank for their coach leaving. Um, <laughs> we have an offensive line that has no idea what they're doing on the assignments. I mean, they seem to be really lost – uh, Kentucky's offensive line and defensive line really just just worked us silly. Um, you know, we have a sign that hangs in the state that says "Work 'em Silly Gators," uh, and we got worked silly. Uh, I I, I wouldn't I would not put I'll put less than half of a percent of this loss on Felipe Franks. Um, the only I thought egregious error he made was the missing of the wide open uh, guy on the two point conversion. Um, it just seemed to, he rushed his progressions, but um, we've got to establish a run. Not having an offensive line uh, affects that. I'll be interested to see how how, how play calls change. Uh, I, I'm not jumping off that bridge yet, Shay. I'm just saying I, I can't look ahead like you usually can and say that's a win, that's a win, that's a win. You know, um, I could argue uh, that's a loss, that's a loss, that's a loss. Um, but things things could change. I'm I'm still excited to go see my Gators in a couple weeks in uh, in Starkville. Um, what else did you guys see? Arkansas or uh, Oklahoma pounded uh, Chip Kelly, Owen, Owen two, uh, and not looking uh, very very strong there. Um, Scott Frost lost a close one, but uh, just could not hang on. Colorado very resilient in Lincoln, um, and uh, Colorado starts off uh, looking good in the Pac-12. Um, Shay, I don't know if you watched any of the Stanford USC game, uh, but Stanford not really a. a, a, a Exciting game, but Stanford did what they needed to do uh, in that game to position themselves to to still be in control of their own destiny in the, in the Pac-12. I know it's only week two, but I'm really enjoying college football this year. Um, <laughs> we're we're all we're, the majority of us were SEC guys, and I'll say this: I feel the balance of power in in the country is changing. I see a lot of SEC teams struggling with FCS teams. I see SEC teams that have clear flaws where I look at Pac-12 ball, I look at Big Ten ball, I look at I, I look at AAC football, and I say, man, these teams can compete against SEC schools now. I think it may be a, a little different at the end of the year. You've got five teams that are clearly head and shoulders above everyone else. You know, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Ohio State. But other than that, anything can happen on Saturday. 
Yeah, and listen, listen, those teams right there, you know two of them are going to have to play. Georgia yep. and Alabama can run the table, and they're going to have to play. And guess what? If Oklahoma, Clemson, and Ohio State are somehow undefeated, two SEC teams ain't getting in. Yeah, and on the flip side of what Shea said, um, the SEC is so top-heavy, right? So the fourth-best team in the SEC, you got Alabama, Georgia, uh, Auburn, and Texas A&M. Texas A&M could have, should have, would have beat uh, Clemson last night, right? Um, yeah. So I, I do see what Chase talking about in the mid to lower uh, portions um, of these of these conferences. Uh, but man, Texas A&M Clemson game. I mean, you haven't brought that one up, Sean. Well, that, that was you know what a great that game. Was a, that was right? a well. There's another referee call. Listen, that 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 has to be, I think, one of the worst. Pen, uh, I'll call it a penalty. That that's one of the worst. Um, turnovers in in football where a guy's going into the end zone he fumbles through the end zone and in the case of that game I don't even think he fumbled through the end zone I think he fumbled out of bounds to the one um they 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 reviewed it said nope we're gonna go with the call on the field which was a touchback it's a it's such a um high penalty for the offensive team and a great penalty for the defensive team listen you're going in to score a touchdown the ball comes out and goes through the end zone it costs you not only the ball, but it, so you were almost ready to score and you lose the ball and 20 yards. And the other team was getting ready to let you score and they get the ball and 20 yards. Well, you got to remember, if you break the plane with control, it doesn't matter if you fumble, it's over, right? The second you break the plane, it's a touchdown. It's when you fumble before you get mm-hmm. to the goal line and it goes through the end zone. Now you think about it, there'd be tons of, um, especially on fourth down or, or whatever, there's tons of, opportunity to fumble intentionally into the end zone right Right. give you to advance the ball trust me i I know that from the raiders yeah Yeah, i was at that game by the way that's my my claim to fame i was in the other end zone but i was at the immaculate deception game as a raider fan back in the day so uh didn't go over very well with my family in san diego but um so i think that's part of that reason i think that's what that's there for is to not try to you want you don't want people trying to intentionally do that even in the college level so I get. I guess I get it. Did you see the call though? I mean, did you think it was out of bounds? No, I thought it went. I thought it was way outside the pylon. I, I didn't get that call at all, other yeah. than them saying we didn't have the right angle. And angles are weird. I don't. We didn't have a camera directly above the pylon. If you don't have a camera directly above it, it's you're, you. There's a thing called parallax, right? Sure. Parallax yeah. from from your high school physics days that you just can't be sure. That's why they got to go with the call on the field. But and, you know, I, I. It is a severe penalty, but it. Everybody knows what it is. You do not fumble. I'll tell you what I'm more pissed off about is I can't remember the game. It was a college game. Another kid dropping the freaking ball before he that was Georgia. That was Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. He cro- drops it clearly before he crosses. Yeah. And then for- fortunately, one of the guys in the team picked it up. Right. I don't know if the officials were ready to. Well, the official, the official, if you watch the pylon cam, the official, yeah. as soon as he drops the ball, rules touchdown. touchdown. And then the guy ended up recovering it so if it would have been yeah, reviewed yeah yeah it would have been reviewed but if, credit, but if a south carolina player had jumped on it instantly correct yeah it would have been there's your back on the 20 and away you go right um so anyways i think uh yeah that, that, that needs to be a uh, automatically run the stadium for a week oh my god no like I, there's something worse there's gonna be something worse yeah. um but anyways when when bill said I was just going to say, when you said parallax, you became Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you know, it's like if you do this stuff, you know, like, you know, things look closer than they appear. When you're driving up to your putt and you think it's only two feet away, but when you get there, it's 10 feet away. 
That's yeah. parallax, yes. We talk about some of the best teams. I, I got to tell you, I think the most overrated team in the top ten is Notre Dame. Absolutely. Um, they, oh they, they dragged ass against Ball State. They, yeah. they won 24-16. to 16. Um, They beat an average as, as grits Michigan team, right? Yeah, I, I just – you know, they, they play Vandy next week. Um, if, if Vandy can bring any type of swagger in, uh, who knows, but they, they've got a tough schedule. They've got to play Stanford. We'll see. So Notre Dame, I think we'll, 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 uh, Bill, your Arizona state had perhaps the signature win of, of Herm Edwards career. Just sitting here. Hey, Shay, why, why, what do we say? What do we say about the devils now? Oh man. What do we say about the sun devils? What does Herm say? You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Uh, yeah, that, I'll tell you Last what. second field goal. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you know this little tidbit. The Sun Devils are now 10-0 and against the Big Ten in Tempe. They've mm. never lost to a Big Ten team in Tempe. Wow. Any of those really? games at night, I wonder. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because they play them all early in the season because it's hotter than hell and they don't know what and to do. And a night, night game usually, right? Yeah. So it's uh, timing's yeah. off a little bit. Bill, you had to correct. You had to, you had to help me out. I, I thought there was fires in the area or something. <laughs> it was so much smoke and mist. And you tell me there's misters on the sidelines. Giant misters on the sidelines, well, right? Arizona State sideline or Both sides. Oh, the other team, the other team brings in their own or they, they hire them out or whatever. Yeah. They rent them. But yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was 103 at game time, I think. Midway through the second half, it was down to 96 or 7 degrees <laughs> at, you know, 1030. Um, but, yeah, a great comeback. And, it's it, you know, there's a, on a personal level for me, I think I, I told you all, but the ability to watch uh, a kid I, I've known since he was six years old finally get his chance. He, Cade Cody, number 72 at the Devils, is a right guard, and he rotated in every two series, played well. It was really fun to watch him. I've known him forever. Uh, and then also um, – Brandon Ruiz, the field goal kicker for uh, ASU, went to Williamsfield, same school that Cade, my son, went to. So mm-hmm. we've known Brandon and his family for a long time. He's going to be an NFL kicker one day. He's that good. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's pretty fun to watch. No, it, it was a really fun game. The game kicked at 730 Pacific time. I think the temperature on the field was like 109 or 110 mm-hmm. on the field. Wow. <laughs> on the field, yeah. yeah. You factor that in with cross-country travel, that's difficult for but, but last week in Columbia, uh, the, the the temperature on the field was one twenty two or something like that. You know the humidity. I, I know there's. I know it's hot. Look, one oh three is hot. Um, Bill, you've you've seen both now. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine? You know wearing the pads. It, I mean, look one one oh three, one oh nine, one fourteen. It's hot. Well, yeah, hydrate, I, hydrate, hydrate, right? hydrate, 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 hydrate. Yeah, I, I think that um, now the the thing that helps is you know those playing those games at night helps a ton. Because if you got like a two o'clock or a one o'clock or a four o'clock kickoff, I mean four o'clock is when you hit the high of the day, and it's one o nine, literally one o nine. With now it's going to feel even worse on the field in the sun. Forget yeah. it. They yeah, can't do great. it. That's why those games are all night games. Any other any other college games jump out at you, Todd? Yeah. I, first of all, Bill, I'm, I'm sure you could talk. It's a different kind of heat. When I was in Vegas, I swear, I think I told you this. I almost bled out uh, from nosebleeds every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was be late to seminars because I just couldn't get it to stop. So just a dry heat versus wet heat, but hot is hot is hot. So I got to echo what Shay said. He said, I'm really enjoying week two of college football. Um, God, it seems like a month ago, but do you remember last Thursday, the hype around the Northwestern Purdue game, right? It was the college. So Northwestern, huge win. They end up losing. I forget who they play. Sean they lost to Duke. Yep. Yeah. And Purdue, who's supposed to be this team on the, on the uh, precipice of, of, 
uh, of being good. They lost to Eastern Michigan, twenty to nineteen. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> so I mean, well, it kind of goes to what Shay was saying. The SEC is maybe changing the guards because you know the the Big Ten. Uh, you know, Iowa kind of kind of chugs through against Iowa State. Nebraska loses. Uh, you know, Rutgers is is perhaps the worst team. You know, they're they're horrible. I, I put some on Twitter. I don't think Rutgers will finish the Big Ten with a winning record in my lifetime. Uh, I'm willing to go on record and say that. I don't think they will finish the Big Ten season with a winning record in my lifetime. Well, well circling back to our, our Florida Gators, Sean, when you're a mediocre at best team, every, every week you've got to get up and play. So when you're yes. a Purdue, a Northwestern, uh, a Florida, um, so so the elite is elite and they're really fun to watch, but for, for the for the also rans, I mean, every week's just it's a battle. It, it's crazy. So, yeah. um, I, I got one more game. I'll talk about real quickly. Uh, Florida State goes down to the wire with Sam mm. at home. Oh, yep. Another mediocre team. Wire. Yep. Another yeah. mediocre team. And they're going. Yep. They're going to Syracuse next week. And look, you know, you get beat by by the big boys, Florida. You know, Alabama. You know, when it when the tide turns, literally, and I, no pun intended, when Auburn. You know, when a team like Syracuse gets a chance to beat a, a Florida State, they they don't care that it's a down year. If they no. beat Florida State, right, Shay? I mean, we've yeah. we've felt that as Auburn as Florida fans, um, they will they will storm the field if they beat Florida State. Um, even though everyone else in the country will say, well, they're a bad Florida State team, but Syracuse is going to come at them this week. So, yeah, so guys, they give up four hundred and seventy five yards passing to Sanford. <laughs> this is the same Syracuse team that beat Clemson at home last year, right? Last year. Right. <laughs> So yeah. let me say, so Willie Taggart, Chip Kelly, Scott Frost, uh, who else? Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen. Yeah, not a real good start for those big hires, right, that are moving around the, uh, the country. <laughs> so, yeah. oof, rough. Uh, with Wisconsin uh, running back Jonathan Taylor runs for 254. Uh, once again, it was uh, not, not huge competition. Uh, Penn State wins big um, in, in their game over Pitt uh, in a Rain Bowl um, that's it kind of all the big games let's turn to the big boys let's turn to the guys that get paid um let's go back to thursday night uh in kind of a yawner of a game Uh, do we have to go back to thursday night just just quickly to to say that the eagles squeezed one out yeah Um, it was a uh not a not a great game no uh red horrendous red zone plays by by atlanta uh todd you mentioned steve sarkeesian uh the offensive coordinator for the falcons um just Julio Jones shows on a couple plays early in the game what an athlete, what a skill, what a what a what a weapon he is, um, and then they just seem to have no plays. I, I don't know if they're out thinking themselves or what. When you have four, Julio four, Jones, four throws to the corner with him going jump ball, I think has a better chance. Uh, when you have Julio Jones and Sanu, two just physical specimens, just big boys, right? Why are you packing in and trying to run between the tackles on fourth down? I would put those guys as far as wide as you can, spread it out and and do something. But I mean, I'm not an offensive coordinator. Um, I think people get stubborn of what they they know and they're used to. It's just to me frustrating some of those you know uh, first and goal, fourth fourth and goal plays. But hey, it's only game one. Um, you know, being in a tough division, I think kind of was scary. But if you see what the Saints did today. Um, boy, they, they gave up a lot of points um, against your Bucks, Bill. Ryan so. Fitzmagic. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Did he play college ball? Uh, Harvard. 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 And, yeah. and he played his high school ball about 
five miles from uh, Williamsfield High School. He was in Gilbert, Arizona. And so Shay started him on his fantasy team today. Good job, Shay. Good job, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that smart. <laughs> so uh, look, Tampa, look. Go ahead. Right. Well, Tampa Bay drops a forty-eight on on the Saints, who who scored forty on the on the on the, on Tampa Bay, but but. Did you see that's the highest scoring uh, opening it's league opening game day, yeah. in history? Yeah, of football ever. Is that right? Total combined score, yeah, eighty-eight wow. points. Yeah. And Tampa Bay just kept getting up by two scores. I mean, they they really. Yeah. Um, they were good and look, spot. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm in a couple survivor pools. New people Orleans have a lot of people. exploded uh, a bunch of those things, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. big numbers yeah. are going to be out. <laughs> um, let's go through the through the early games. Uh, Jacksonville hangs on to win over over the Giants. Uh, Saquon Barkley busted out a nice 68 yard touchdown run, um, but a pick six uh, by the Jags of Eli Manning uh, in the fourth quarter uh, puts that one out of reach. Um, Jacksonville goes to one and zero. Todd, you want to jump in? Yeah, I, it's well documented. I'm a, a uniform guy. The Jaxel helmets are just so much better. They got rid of that. Oh, the, the faded in the, the oh, black mask to the so, yeah. your thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what it was. I, those were abysmal. So I was very happy to to see their their hats. Bill, your your New England Patriots win uh, <laughs> opening game uh, over the Houston Texans. Yeah, a lot of people are picking the Texans in that game. A lot of people. Gronk, I think, had 100 and some yards mm-hmm. receiving. Is that right, Bill? Yeah, I mean, look, it's Brady's guy. Uh, he's got a whole bunch of – it's Gronk and a whole bunch of no-names right now other than Chris Hogan. Yeah. So they'll make it work. They'll figure <clears throat> it out. Yeah. Isn't that the Belichick way, right? Yeah, it is. It totally is. One, but, of the, one, of, one of the first NFL games that was a 1 o'clock game and ended when the late <laughs> games, uh, the Dolphins with a couple rain delays. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, lightning delays, um, and that, that that could be a costly game for the Titans because they lost a couple big players in that game. Mm. They 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 uh, they lost Mariota, not lost for the season, but he went out with an elbow injury. Taylor Lewan got lit up on a on a interception. Shay, I see you nodding your head. Did you think that was a legit play? You know, I, I didn't mind the Taylor Lewan play. It, it, it hurts Tennessee so bad, though, because not only do you lose Taylor Lewan, you lose Marcus Mariota, you also lose Delaney Walker. Right, they're tight ends. You lose your offense. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's literally a, a third of the line, you know, a third of the backfield line, um, you know, heading into next week. Um, so Miami squeaks out that one. Um, also in the morning uh, games, uh, the Browns, they end hmm. their – they end their losing streak, <laughs> and they move it to a winless streak. I got, yeah, I got a great tweet. Can I read this to you? Uh, yeah. Do you know Bill Barnwell? Is he a columnist in the uh, Ohio area? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I've heard the name, but I don't know where he is. So here he is. The Browns are plus five in takeaways today. Since the Browns returned to the NFL, teams with a turnover margin of plus five or better in a game are 132-4-1. and one. The Browns are responsible for two of those losses in the tie. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i love stats that's awesome yeah it was just the browns being the browns right <laughs> it was i mean you know they 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 get six turnovers by the uh by the steelers they get a last gasp opportunity with a kind of a fumble strip sack of of big ben. roethlisberger yeah. yeah the guy runs it back inside the 20 and Big number 95, whoever he is, gets a block in the back. As his runner's falling out of bounds, he pushes the Steeler, who's already out of bounds anyway. 
pushes him back, makes it a 43-yard field goal in the rain, blocked. <laughs> um, just one of those. And, and you, you saw the story about the, the Bud Light fridges. Mm-mm. You guys see that, Shay? Did you see that? So Budweiser put 10 stocked refrigerators full of Budweiser beer in 10 random bars throughout Cleveland, locked them up with chains, and when the Browns win, they get opened up and it's free for anyone who gets them. <laughs> <laughs> the beer's going to go so stale. The beer's not going to be free. Go online and just go on Twitter and just type in Budweiser fridges. And it's uh, – so people were like, so was was there – you know, It's going to be skunky beer by the time they <laughs> yeah, win, right? Exactly. No, they're, they're, yeah, they're bottles, they're bottles and cans. But um, uh, so – yeah, the Browns. The Browns. Um, I don't want to say hey, disappoint, but Browns didn't win. Minnesota looked pretty solid against uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo three interceptions. Oh, he's not going to go uh, undefeated in his career. Never lose. I'm shocked. Uh, I'm shocked. Yeah. Mm. You want to talk about the uh, Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> so I'm gonna, I can tell you this. I think I told you before. The Chiefs and the Chargers hate each other more than any yeah. other rivalry. They hate each other, and so there was nothing sweeter than really. For me to watch the Chiefs, to you know, um, embarrass the Chargers in their home opener in their little teeny tiny stadium in LA. It's no secret on this show that I'm really happy that the uh, Chargers aren't are losing. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about your boys and your the, in the, kind the of small stadium that still didn't sell out today. I know. Did you see how many? See how many Chiefs fans were there? That's yeah. that's okay. that's Southern California. I don't care. It always happens that way because nobody wants to live in freaking Kansas City. Nobody want. They go here. They go to Tampa. They go to San Diego. They go to Phoenix. I'm okay. I'm okay. Bill Ritzer appearing at the Kansas City Association of Realtors sometime soon. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Shay, tell us about what happened with uh, the Seahawks. They go down to to Denver. Uh, and who is Denver's quarterback right now? I, I don't even know. Case Case Keenum. Yeah, come on. Case Case Keenum. Okay. Seahawks are they, they're prime for a down year. <laughs> Um, you look at their leading receiver actually goes out today. They're pretty much relying on Brandon Marshall. There's no, uh, no more Jimmy Graham at tight end. Um, they spend a first round pick on, uh, on the kid Penny out of San Diego State who doesn't even start at running back. They start Carlson at running back. Uh, the Legion of Boom does have an interception today, but, um, it may be, uh, maybe time to rebuild up in the Northwest. Last one on the schedule before we get to the tonight game. Uh, Washington goes into Arizona, Bill. David Johnson, they, they, they signed David Johnson to a $40 million extension. He gets 34 yards today. Uh, he was not even wow. a factor in the game, and so that's bad. And Sam Bradford was horrible, so maybe it's uh, Josh uh, Rosen, the chosen one's time. We'll see. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think you're going to see probably ball, uh, Buffalo just go ahead and start Josh Allen. Why not? Uh, Nathan, P- Nathan Peterman was horrible. They gave yeah. up 40-some points yeah. to the Bills. Uh, Cowboys lost um, to Cam Newton in the in the. And they look, they look, they look bad. I mean, uh, uh, Elliott would look bad. Prescott looked bad. It was not good. So I was watching that game here. You guys got an update on tonight's game? I was say 20 to 10. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just threw a touchdown pass. He's playing uh, lame, right? Yeah, he's he can tell he's got a little uh, his left knee's bum and he's uh, doing his best. <laughs> yeah, he Rogers got carted off in the second quarter. Uh, he came back in the third quarter. It's the first time in the Aaron Rodgers era that the Bears went into the half down seventeen or more. Oh, excuse me, the Packers went into the half down seventeen or more points. Khalil Mack with a strip sack fumble and also an interception return for a touchdown 
in his <laughs> Bears debut. Good job, John Gruden. <laughs> That's a breakdown, boys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got two games tomorrow. We got the uh, the Rams playing up in Oakland, and we have the Jets playing at Detroit. <clears throat> Sam Darnold going to be getting his first start. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of these rookie quarterbacks. So like I said, I think Josh Allen gets to start. I agree with you, Bill. I think Josh Rosen, they, they got nothing to lose. Um, I think uh, I think you might – Tyrod Taylor was, I think, 13 of 34 yeah. uh, in Cleveland. Um, didn't, didn't lose the game, but didn't win the game when he had multiple opportunities. So why don't we just uh, call it a night, boys? We've, we've talked for a little over an hour, spent a lot of time on t- tennis. Um, it's good to be, have football season back, but let's see what's going on this week. Uh, as we head into the middle of September, we got a lot of things coming up. We got baseball playoffs, we got Router Cup and Tour Championship. We have obviously a big slate of college football games next week, uh, probably spotlighted with the two big matchups. Shay, your Auburn Tigers take on the LSU Tigers early in the season, a huge matchup in the SEC West. And they're a big um, favorite already, too. I can look it up, but I think I saw, I saw 11 yeah. points. Did I see that, Shay? I don't. I, I didn't see the line this morning. Yeah, and then also uh, Ohio State plays at TCU in Jerry World, uh, and that's Urban Meyer's last game not on the sidelines. Uh, Ohio State has looked really good. Dwayne Haskins um, going to have to be mentioned in the in the Heisman talk. Uh, just a gunslinger quarterback, uh, and their defense has been uh, been good. Um, Shay, what do you got going on this week, man? Um, NBA season's right around the corner, guys. So. Uh, really kind of getting everything squared away with the Trailblazers uh, for the start of the season. Um, we're a couple weeks out from preseason basketball. So we're wow. going to have three weeks out That's from great. preseason basketball. So it's right around the corner. Wow. Hard to believe. Todd, what's up with you, man? Uh, fairly normal work week, except for the fact that I'm in a, uh, a scramble uh, golf tournament for DHI, Doors and Hardware Institute. Very exciting, Sean. So I'll be golfing on Thursday. So I'll hopefully have a good, full, solid report uh, next time we speak. Sounds good, man. Play well. Bill, what's going on with you, bud? Who's, who's going to be your next guest on the Real Estate Sessions, and where are you going to be this, this week? Uh, it's a home week. I'm, I'm here in uh, the, Phoenix, the, Tampa, Phoenix, the Tampa area the whole time. And uh, Laura Fangman from Knoxville, Tennessee is my guest, and I know you know her well. She, she, uh, she speaks highly of you, so it was, it's, uh, you'll enjoy the episode. Good. Good. And for me, it's a home week for me. I have our big, uh, our, our core pack, essential Ohio realtors, uh, political action committee, golf outing bills so that, you know, that's always a, a big, big deal for the real estate industry. Um, and get ready to head up to the, uh, the coal banker burn it leadership retreat next week. So I'll talk to you boys offline about what time we want to do our, our show next week. Uh, as I travel up to the up uplands of Minnesota, about three and a half hours North of Minneapolis to Ooh. some, uh, it's a beautiful lake area. I'll send you some photos, but it's a place where they do a lot of uh, ice fishing in the winter Ooh. on all the lakes. So it should be, should be fun, but uh, good show boys. So much to talk about next week. It really boils down to a lot of, um, a lot of football, uh, a little bit of baseball and, and we'll see what happens with golf here tomorrow. Um, but on behalf of Shay and Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. And thanks for listening to the stare down.